friends, welcome. Lee Henson Hasty. I'm Senior Director of Theological Education and Funds Development at the Presbyterian Foundation. That's a ministry I do um, and we do in collaboration for the Committee on Theological Education. I'm here on Leading Theologically with one of my favorite people in this world, Jennifer Warner. Jenny, thanks for being here from your office at Valley Presbyterian in Portola Valley, California. Good so morning good to you. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, it's um, still morning here. Yeah, I was thinking about reaching out to you earlier today. Like, wait, no, it's uh, it's a little too <laughs> early. <laughs> and um, it's the sun. It looks like the sun is coming up, and that's that's good because I know you've had a lot of rain um, yep. over the last yep. month. So I hope y'all are doing okay. We're doing okay. It's was. We all start worrying about drought as soon as the rain stops around here. So <laughs> we've right. got an hour break from worrying about it. It's like the pendulum, right? Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, glad that the, the I hope the trees are doing okay and um and all all the people too. Um folks, if please find out more about Valley Presbyterian Church, valleypreschurch.org, uh where where Jenny serves one of the most gorgeous sanctuaries. And part of it is because the um, chancel area has glass, clear glass behind it. And then literally redwood trees. I'm not making that up and a labyrinth. It's just, you know, which speaks to sort of who you are and who they are and how you lead. And so I, I folks, I want you to get to know Jenny. She's a graduate of Biola university um, back in a sort of different uh, different Christian journey that she was on, uh, San Francisco Theological Seminary. She served um, also for a period um, between college and seminary in uh, Central Europe. Um, we have this connection with Hungary. She lived. Mm -hmm. She lived in the city, um, yeah. and um, I know that was that was a, an important time for you. Um, we could talk a lot about that. Um, please, she also has a website, Jenny, JennyWarner.com, um, and I get to know her there as well. Um, thanks again, Jenny. Um, it's, it's just an honor, honor always to, to sit with you. Good to be with you. <laughs> the conversation is <laughs> too, too far away. I'd, ra I'd rather you be, I'd rather you be here um, sitting on our porch where we're having this conversation. We're talking today about spiritually strategic leadership. Um, I, I was really caught by, I was out um, visiting in the summer um, with Jenny and her family and church. And um, they have really featured sort of their mission um, as a base camp or a base camp building a more loving world. And I just was fascinated. So we're going to be talking about how they sort of got to that and what it means and how it works. Uh, but first, before we do that, um, just welcome everyone. Let us know you're here um, and where you're where you're watching from today on YouTube or Facebook, wherever you are, LinkedIn. And um, and we hope we'll get to some of your questions. Love to know that, that you're with us. I always start with a vocation question. And um, I know call is so central to your life. Um, and Howard Thurman asked it this way, you know, what is it that makes you come alive? Because what we need are people who are coming alive. So what is making you come alive, Jenny? I love that question uh, from Howard Thurman. And as I was thinking about it, 
I think it's the same. It's been the same thing for many, many years. And I remember being asked, like, what makes you pound your fist on the table? And um, mm. maybe when I was uh, my early 30s, late 20s, and I just thought, I, it's, it's making Jesus a reality in the world. And mm. really, uh, what is believing that there is something about the life of Jesus and the, the community that is um, in lives in his way and practicing his ways mm. that I just think is our great hope. And so it's um, for me, it's finding, finding ways to see that expressed. And um, I think the, the, the darker side of that for me has been being frustrated with all the ways in which that is not being expressed in our world and the ways in which, you know, our, our beautiful Christian faith has been um, used in so many negative ways and so many right. hateful ways. And so for me, it's, it's how do we create spaces that really reflect the beauty of who Jesus is and uh, trans the transformation that's possible. So right. I'm so bright in the sun. <laughs> You're glowing. See, God is smiling on you. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 just fine. Um, that's a beautiful answer. Um, and I love this idea of what makes you pound your fist on on the table. Who gave you that question? Do you remember? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> it came early on in my, you know, early on in my kind of vocational call and. Um, I think it's something that still really guides me. So. Well, I know I know you grew up in a church where you didn't see women in pastoral leadership, right? And so, um, mm -hmm. and then I think I think you served as a church administrator, and then all of a sudden you were you were started preaching, and then people are like, "Oh, <laughs> they must have right. seen something," and and you must have had something to say about Jesus. I'm guessing <laughs> that you just needed to say, and I um, I've experienced that from you as and not in a it's not in a sort of pounding this into your head sort of way but because it matters sort of way right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's i mean it's a it's a beautiful way um you talk about yourself on um your website as a curator of sacred space could you say a little bit about that what i think it's a great interesting way to think about being a pastor and she's the lead pastor by the way y'all <laughs> Um, the curator has become a, a word that's really important uh, to me when I think about how we, um, how we, how I pastor and mm -hmm. what happens um, across the life of the church, but particularly on Sunday mornings. Um, it's so important that we're actually, we hired, we have a position that we hired last year and the, the title is curator um, at wow. our church. Um, but it comes from, in some ways, it comes from this uh, poem by Mary Oliver, where she talks about when Jesus was preaching. I think the poem's called Maybe. And uh. she says, um, perhaps one or two of them felt their souls slip forth um, when he was preaching. And so as I've been thinking in the last few years about what makes for sacred space, what makes for transformational space, that poem really has risen to the surface for me of what I'm trying to do in whatever place I am is to curate a space mm -hmm. in which 
it's possible for people's souls to slip forth. And, um, you know, a lot of that comes from from beauty for me. We wouldn't be surprised with an Enneagram 4 that that would be a, a top right. priority. But, um, you know, but what is, this, what is that kind of soul transforming space where people um, feel something shift in them? They can see something in a new way. Um, they can begin to sense and hear their own call. Uh, so that sense of curator is is important. I'm not the one that actually makes it happen. I believe that's the Holy Spirit's work. Um, but I do have this responsibility to create those soul transforming spaces. Well, and that's I would think that is the way you think about sort of leadership and 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 working spiritually and strategically together. Like there's there's something that you're. I mean, this is this is feel like discernment sort of work, but it's like there's certain gifts there's certain passions there's certain directions, there's certain calls and they kind of, I'm trying to figure out, kind of untangle that. Is that, is that, I, and I know listening is so much a part of who you are. Um, you're Thank such you. a deep and careful listener. Okay. Is, so if you're like, I mean, there are, we have a lot of pastors and leaders in the church here. They're trying to figure out kind of how can I move this, this church forward and its mission, does it start with listening, you know, and sort of that, this sort of curating work? Is that, is that what you're doing? Where, where would you begin? Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. I think um, listening is so important and it takes a lot of time because you don't know always what, what God wants to do in your particular place. And of course we are all so influenced by the stories of the big successful churches or what's worked here um, but what I've found where I've been had the most traction and the most movement in my pastoral leadership is when we've taken the time to really listen to what is meant to happen in this place uh, and mm -hmm. in this time. Because that balance as a leader between putting up a vision that people can people can attain and re or reach to right. reach for. That's what I say. Um, it's the balance between that and then also really listening deeply to what the spirit is doing. And it's kind of that movement back and forth between the listening and the naming and then the listening and the naming of mm. what God is doing in a place and what wants to kind of be born in there that has been powerful for me. So. I love, I really love that. Something you wrote, um, folks, you should read also Jenny's blog on our website, JennyWarner.com. Um, uh, just last year, she did uh, 50 things, um, and it was 50 days of blogging. Um, and uh, I, I think that was leading up to a significant birthday, maybe. Um, and, maybe. And it was, it was really it was great discipline for one. Um, and one of the things you said in that has stuck with me is, and I think you're hinting at it here, is the conversation is is more important than the answers we find. So it's mm -hmm. in those sort of moments of listening and having that conversation and naming that you're talking about where um, mm -hmm. where that sort of significant thing happens. And that's you can't it's not something you just sort of coax up necessarily. I mean, it's and, and I like what you say. This is it's, it's a back and forth thing. It's not like this is mm -hmm. not a straight line um, mm -hmm. kind of work. Um, and you look yes. at, by the way, if y'all look at, uh, you know, go to 
Valley Presbyterian, valleypreschurch.org slash our hyphen base hyphen camp. And you'll see this amazing image. It is not the kind of strategic plan that, that I've ever worked with, you know, where it's goals and objectives and things like that. It's, it's, it's a, it's more of a vision um, with mm -hmm. core values that, that, um, and mm -hmm. so how did, how did that all happen, Jenny? Yeah. I mean, we do have objectives and <laughs> goals oh, and do. all okay. of there are. They're there. They're yeah, there. Yeah, we have that. But, um, well, the mission statement was really, um, when I got here, we worked with a consulting group. Um, I think we were working with New Matrix at the time and trying to come up with what is our mission statement. And, uh, because I come from kind of a really uh, more conservative evangelical background, I have this kind of allergic reaction to, to a lot of religious words. Um, and so I really wanted it to be, you know, deeply reflective of our mission and our call, but also right. um, surprising and something that makes people kind of wonder, well, what, is, what does that mean? Right. Um, but for us, it's kind of part of this listening, right? I mean, we... Our, this place that I uh, pastor is is a destination. People come here to get married. Right. People have to drive here. We're off, you know, about 10, 15 minutes off the beaten path. We're not a downtown church. Um, it's a place where people come and walk the Redwood Grove or light a candle and pray in the church. So, so this location is very important where I think other, you know, other places maybe don't have always that, like, where we are, right. but really trying to take seriously where we are. Um, we're not going to have a food pantry. This is not a community that needs that kind of right. thing. Um, but that we're, you know, so we were wrestling with that, how to honor the importance of this place and at the same time say that it's not just about us. And uh, right. that's where we're, we're a base camp, you know, honors this base camp, this place, this community mm -hmm. space. Um, and then adding, but building a more loving world. Um, right. And so that sense of people come here to get equipped, get filled up, to get move on. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's where that came from. And I, the values, which I do recommend you all read, um, those were kind of like Moses on the mountaintop. I mean, um, we sent a group of elders and deacons to a upper room and they came down with almost that wow. exact list. We all kind of went, yeah, that's it. That's exactly who we are. Um, and so they really have not changed. Unfortunately, one of them starts with dropping our masks. So that was <laughs> for during the pandemic. We tried to not say that. Yes. Right. Um, no, but it works. It works. I mean, I know work. I mean, it also, I think, translates. I know worship in the arts in general is, is big in your church. And yeah, we didn't talk a lot about her context, but I mean, there's that's that's very important. And um, yeah, so slowing down, we ask questions and experience the mystery of faith, seeking the sacred through creativity, playfulness and nature. We nurture our faith, dropping our mask. We invite each other to be our true selves, focusing outward. We build partnerships, create opportunities, seek justice and learn from each other. And like the Redwoods, supporting one another through the seasons of life, we become rooted in a trusting and loving community. That's it's just it's just really beautiful. I mean. Um, I love that it starts with slowing down too. I mean, I think that speaks to that. This is part of who you are and what you're called to help other people do. Cause I mean, 
when you said off the beaten path, you're talking about, you know, not far off the freeway. I mean, this is a fast paced, you know, just outside of San Francisco Bay Area kind of place. I mean, so there's a lot going on very quickly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We um, that was one change we made is we put that one at the top. Um, okay. <laughs> because living in the Silicon Valley, it's so important, you know, to have those spaces to slow down. And right. uh, people that are coming don't have that those kind of spaces. So we know that right. that's one really important part of who we are and what we do. So. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, friends, thanks. you. Anybody that's here, please let us know if you're, uh, let us know you're here in the comments. I'm with Jenny Warner. She's the lead pastor of uh, Valley Presbyterian Church in Portola Valley, California. Um, uh, Jenny also is the board chair of an organization called African Road, Road, mm -hmm. Roads. African Road. Uh, mm -hmm. African Road, um, which um, I don't know enough about. I know it's it's really focused on being partners with leaders um, in East Africa who are doing doing the work. You're a coach, I think, in addition to being the board chair. Um, you've been a coach uh, with those leaders. Um, it feels like you're somebody who comes alongside people um, mm -hmm. to help them live live their lives following Jesus in more faithful ways. Is that, I know it's true for me when I, whenever I'm with you. I I feel like so. I'm <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think um, the African road uh, it's africanroad.org. It's a amazing organization and really uh, starts with kind of a same um, listening and reflecting model um, of looking for change makers who are already doing amazing things on the ground and coming alongside and seeing what's possible when we walk together. And uh, it's a different kind of model of development. And it's been an incredible thing to see what communities, what's possible when communities really listen to the answers that are already there uh, embedded in their community. And I think that's part of what I believe, you know, about church as well, is if we listen together, we'll, we'll find the way forward. Um, so it's getting to that space where you can really hear. Um, you write about, and I know this is true because I've been with you traveling before, is that it's really life-giving for you to go to a place, maybe yeah. like someplace in East Africa or someplace like Budapest or someplace like Chicago or wherever it might be. I know recently in the in the, in Western North Carolina and explore. What, why is that? Why does that? I mean, it makes sense to me, but I like what. Why is yeah. that so life giving? You're already smiling about this. <laughs> why is it life giving? I don't know, but I I think getting out of um, my routine, seeing something new. Um, I've always had this kind of adventurous, um, you know, road, road, not taken, uh, image or way of being. So I think for me, there's just something about getting out of the routine, but also you start to see something different and there's just, uh, you know, they say sometimes your most creative thoughts come when you're not sitting in front of your computer or when you're out on a walk. Right. Um, but there's, I think, to a more significant degree, that's true when you're traveling, that uh, you're able to see your own life in a larger lens and, um, you know, and see more of what's possible. Plus, as a preacher, um, you know, always looking for more 
more inspiration, new stories, right. you know, new ways to communicate uh, something is really important. So, yeah. Right. It seems like though that kind of, I'd, I'd love to hear more about sort of your other ministry or Christian practice, what guides you spiritually, but it seems like mm -hmm. doing something like that has to help in leading a church that, that you're willing to sort of take risks and go in new places and, you know, pull out the map or whatever it takes. Um, I know you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're like a master at, you know, finding the the key locations i've been to some you know that are that not everybody knows about but should um you know sort of it feels like that's important for um leading a congregation too and 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 leading an organization like african road to be able to sort of you know not be scared to do something go someplace new um mm. but i don't know if that's true for you I, i'd love to know what feeds you spiritually Mm -hmm. Well, I think that is part of curating, right? Is, um, you know, and, and preaching is, is, um, is, is a curating, is a curating wow. task, you know, you're curating right. scripture, you're curating what you read. Um, I think for me, you know, poetry is really one of my favorite, uh, most grounding spiritual uh, homes. And um, right now I'm really into, a uh, uh, poet from New York City. His name is Drew Jackson. And I would definitely recommend you all uh, read his work. He just came out with a book of poems based on um, the Gospel of Luke called Touch the Earth. Um, and speaking as a, as a Black man, Black pastor, he just also began, is working with the um, Center for Action and Contemplation. So um, that's someone that's really feeding me right now. Um, certainly... Um, I think the mystics as well are a place that right. I keep returning to. Um, I have my, it's, it's, you know, I, I like something new, but I also have my favorites um, that I right. return to, you know, right. the Mary Oliver, David White, um, Rumi, Denise Levertov, Merton, Juliet of Norwich. Those are the, the folks that still continue to feed me. Um, and I think that's been something I'm really, uh, I've been interested in is how do we take this beautiful tradition uh, that we all have inherited <laughs> and grown up in um, and, and bring it into something that's fresh and new today. And so I think, I think having my hands in both what is ancient and what is new um, is something mm -hmm. that really, and bridging those two. Right. <clears throat> that seems um, that's, I mean, it's a, it's healthy kind of practice, um, which something I, I should have said from early on, Jenny and I are also in a pastor's uh, kind of covenant group together. <laughs> and um, one of the things I think you also, you Enneagram for, I mean, the uh, that aesthetics, you know, really do matter. I feel it just in your office. I think I saw some icons over in the in behind you. <laughs> um, I mean, having having those kinds of things around, I mean, you're friends she's also a singer i mean this this woman is is amazing a writer <laughs> so um I, I there's a question here from from robin sakula i'll put up here is there a particular place that feels especially refreshing to you i'm going to be curious to hear this one I, I know a couple of places but um is there one in particular um 
Well, I think, you know, at the heart of it is wherever the people I love are. <laughs> so um, if I'm able to gather with good friends, like our community or be with my family, that is what is most refreshing to me. Yeah. Um, and um, I've been in some extraordinary places in my life. You know, Africa is one of my favorite, East Africa is one of my favorite places. Um, and as you know, I like a good winery or distillery as well. Right. But, um, but really it's, it's the connections with people in those places. It's the people that... who are there with you. I feel like that's, yeah, that's, that's really important. Um, 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 for, for people to, to, to understand. Um, uh, and thanks, you know, for the point to Drew Jackson, I think people are always looking. Yeah. I have just in the list, Hungary, Africa, Austria, I don't think I knew about, um, and previously served in Bend, Oregon as well. I mean, some really beautiful, these are all like really beautiful, beautiful yeah. places. Um, but it's, it's not always just about the place. It's about who you're there with and the stories that, that happen while you're there. Um, uh, our time is, is running out here fast. Um, friends, if there's, if you're out there, you have questions you'd like to ask, please let us know. Um, we're glad to have you here. Um, we're, uh, uh, we'll wrap up here pretty soon, but I want to make sure that you know that, um, there is, we have a podcast love for you to subscribe and review the podcast leading theologically. Um, and, and, um, we'd love to hear from you, um, hear from you there. And, uh, I'd like to also let you know that coming up uh, next week for during black history month, we'll have Ed Newberry, who's a retired minister in the Presbytery of Charlotte, uh, previously, uh, Catawba Presbytery. We'll be talking about that next week. And, um, I also have coming up, um, March 1st, William Wu, which I had his book right here, but now I think I've moved it. Um, He's written um, uh, that is around Presbyterians and our contributions, unfortunately, to slavery. Um, so we'll be dealing with a difficult topic, but an important one. Um, Amy Moiso, um, we had scheduled in March, but we're going to have to move that around. Um, she's at the Little Institute. And Raj Nadella, like William, a faculty member at, at Columbia, he'll be talking about a book he's working on, on um, something our preaching group has talked a lot about is Bible and post-colonial thought. So we're, we're looking uh, forward to that. Um, are there other things around sort of thinking strategically and spiritually or leadership and pastoral ministry or a story that you wish people knew that you'd like to share, Jenny, anything <laughs> that uh, like, maybe it's the, sometimes it's the failures too, maybe not all the successes, like, or just, you know, some words of encouragement for folks who are trying to help move their congregation or organization forward. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's really important for me. One thing I've really learned in the last few years is to, to preach a vision, um, mm. to remind people that, um, you know, that it matters that there are communities that are are walking in the way of Jesus. That that's what this world needs. Um, you know, our um, our stewardship campaign last year was more than ever. This world needs a base camp, and I think um, I'm hearing so many people coming out of the pandemic um, saying, "Oh, we're just kind of back to where we always were." 
Um, mm. But for me, it's been really important this last year to say, this is a world that is in great need, is going to be in great need um, for a long time. So inviting my congregation and others to, to really re-examine what does it mean to be church right now, um, to, to let go of those things that maybe we've held on to too long um, and to to see what it means to be faithful in the here and now and you know to remember that it's not about the answers but it is about the conversation mm-hmm. um, and to lose loosen our hands over what we an uh, institution that may have worked for us 20 years ago but may not be working um, right you know, moving forward I I think preaching that over and over and speaking to it and inviting people into a bigger sense of what uh, church can be, what um, faith is, is is something I'm encouraged. I'm hoping to see more people do, and um, what I think is the possibility of this moment in history. So, yeah. there is there is clearly a hunger for that kind of preaching and vision work, um, and 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 it's I think. I, I hear you saying, I mean, people need that kind of encouragement to be able to take the risk and do some things differently, right? You, you got, you got to have that base camp to come to, you know, you got to have that place you got to have, um, and, and grappling with, and grappling with scripture, um, and listening for the Holy spirit, all these things. I mean, it really makes, uh, I think, um, makes it really does make a difference this is why i have this show leading theologically i actually think it matters and i'm glad you're doing it thanks for taking the time today i'd love for you to send us um if you would with a benediction or a charge um and um friends thanks again for being here today yeah thank you lee it's so good to be with you and uh for us as a church may we listen to the spirit blowing through us Maybe believe that the answers are there and that God is going with us into the future um, and leading us into where we are called to be and into a place that is formed in the likeness of Christ. Amen. 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 Um, thanks again, Jenny. So good to be with you. Folks, we'll see you next week with Ed Newberry. Um, blessings on you. Take care. <laughs>